My name is Ray Park, you may know me as playing Darth Maul in Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit walk. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. May the force be with you! Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. How's it going, guys? It's Retro Ray from Countdown City Geekcast. And yeah. as you heard, Ray has to change his posters. What are you going to change your posters to? Well, I just got so much art, and I just kind of feel weird. Like, each of my rooms has a different type of background. I mean, not background, but artwork yeah. hanging up. So, like, in my living room, I've got my wife likes Buffy. So, we have, you know, a couple pieces there's actually one piece that's actually signed by Joss Whedon, the artist who did the Buffy comics. And then I have in my bedroom, I have my, my transformer artwork up as well. And then our office, we have more, I have so much stuff on the walls. It's just, I kind of have to probably interchange them maybe like hats. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. If uh, you're watching us on YouTube, facebook twitter uh this is of course retro ray he's been on the podcast before he is uh one of my good buddies here um he does a lot of things he can do a lot of things for <laughs> for a podcast let's just put it that way but yeah we are going to um actually uh be at corpus christi comic-con on sunday so if you're in the corpus christi area uh you can actually see me and retro ray probably walking the show floor Trying to uh, procure maybe an interview or two from uh, three people that I know that will be there on Sunday. will be there Sunday only. Uh, there is Dorian Kingy, who is in the suit for Cad Bane in the Book of Boba Fett. Also, Carrie Jones, who was in the Book of Boba Fett as Black Chrysantin. And, of course, Emily Swallow, who actually messaged me today and said she will definitely be at Corpus Christi Comic Con. So... We're hopefully going to get to meet these people and may possibly do an interview and uh, do as much good stuff we can for the podcast and get it out to you guys. So, yeah, thank you so much uh, for supporting us. And we have another special guest co-host joining us, uh, Craig Four via satellite. From... I love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming on tonight. <laughs> I think he is here. I think we are being incepted here. Woo! I'm his previous clone, Craig Three. <laughs> I don't even want to tell you what he did to me. So, Craig Four being here, I'm going to get that guy. So, yeah, everyone knows Craig Four. And uh, before we get started, I, I do want to acknowledge our awesome Patreon support. Uh, on the purple tier, we have Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Sean Greathouse, Zach Netzel. And Mariana Atia Arnold on the red tier. Take it away, Craig. We got Frederick. We got uh, Mr. Batances. And we've got Lily Schnetzel from Stein. So close. So close. Uh, but I think what Craig was trying to say on the red tier, we have Fenrir 526, Maya Morris. On the black tier, we have Maka Tautala, Nathan Shank, Evan O'Paker, Liam McCallion, and Texas Vader 76. Thank you so much for all your awesome love and support. 
of course, and I do want to give a shout out to uh, Tim Seitz, who's probably watching this right now on Facebook. He is our resident meme lord for the uh, the Facebook group, uh, Star Stuff Podcast Facebook group. And um, yeah, thank you for all the love. Yes. So thank the you. First thing, and, and the three that I mentioned, they had just signed up. You hadn't seen them on the list yet, David. <laughs> I get the list before even David does, for those of you wondering. Nice. Interesting. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about tonight was the fact that we mentioned on the podcast beforehand that the Andor Season 2 production has shut down. We all know about the SAG after strike, a writer's strike. But of course, Andor, as we all know, does not shoot in the States. It doesn't shoot in a volume it shoots abroad in we don't use that term anymore david that's rude <laughs> politically incorrect across the pond pardon pardon me so yeah they're shooting there they're also shooting in spain and we reported that the the production shut down but now it seems like uh some redditors who uh, have camped out there have reported the fact that they still see the production ongoing. They see people working. We have some pictures right here, if you're watching this on YouTube, of people in a caravan working. And there is an article on Best Bulletin. I'm going to read a little bit of it here. And uh, they started off with an update, actually. Uh, update from Deadline. Uh, they are reporting that Andor Season 2 is still currently filming without its SAG-AFTRA members. It is unclear when Andor will film with its striking cast members, and filming will eventually be forced to pause, despite film filming ongoing without its non-SAG-AFTRA members. Filming will be cut short as Andor was set to wrap filming in a few weeks. So, what do you guys think about the whole Andor situation and how it's going to affect this this much anticipated show, Craig? Well, uh, I would wonder if it is going to change the storyline, meaning that they have to have certain characters in scenes that others might have, other characters might have appeared in, but then they can't. Like I don't know who's can't appear in it now. So I mean, it could make for some awkwardness, which. I think we had some different kind of awkwardness in Mandalorian season three because of other stuff going on with Pedro not being around. I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I, I kind of felt like it. It felt a little off to me. So I think we might feel, see, see some of that, but you know. Yeah. It seems like all the English crew are going to be able to work like Genevieve O'Reilly who plays Mon Mothma and Denise Goff who plays uh, Dedra Miro. They'll all be able to shoot, but of course, I mean, with that given, and then the Americans who are part of SAG can't do anything, that's a good point that you bring up. That is the story going to be modified in a way? Are they going to try and like Frankenstein it in some kind of way? What are your thoughts, bro? I, I would guess they'd have to at least do a little of that. Yeah, I, I think they're going to Frankenstein it, like you said. I mean, because you think about it, they can film the whole scene, they can have the stand in who stands in. I mean, because you think about it, overseas, everybody who works over there doesn't really associate with the SAG here in the in the States. So they can have the fill-in stand-in, and then they can go back, shoot the green screens. They already have the full film of everything that's going on, and they can just fill in 
you know, the other actors from the, the you know from the states. That's just my opinion. I think that's what they're probably going to go do because that'll knock out a lot of the, the fill-ins. It's kind of like voice actors. They have one person filming this part of the scene, and then they have the other ones over here filming over here, and then they bring them together, and boom, it's all there. I think that's what they're going to do. Yeah, we haven't had either of you guys on the podcast since the strike happened. So I, I'm we've been striking. To get your... <laughs> we've been on the strike. <laughs> so, Craig, what are your thoughts on this writers and actors strike? You know, I don't have a lot of information about it. I, I do follow it here and there. I did see Bob Iger get a lot of, you know, a hate towards him for his comments. Um, you know, they're in a difficult time because so much is transitioning over to these streaming services and they've got to make it fair for everybody. You know, I'm sure the studios are trying to do whatever they can to save a buck, you know, to bottom line it, but also, you know, these people work really hard and they, they have to get paid for their work and their talent, you know? So they got to find a way to make it work for everybody or be reasonable for everybody. So it's tough. You know, a lot of people aren't going to the movies the way they were. Like they know they can go see the new Disney movie uh, in two months on Disney plus, as opposed to waiting. God, we used to wait like close to a year to come out on video. If you didn't get, if you didn't see it in the movie theater, you waited a year to see it. Yeah. Now it's not like that. It's two months. I didn't see go, go see guardians of the galaxy three in theaters and i'm like well i know it's coming out soon so i'm just gonna wait when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply yeah, and I think that's I mean, the you know a lot of people's mindset, especially when you have kids and it's hard to take them out. And yeah, you know, a movie is like one hundred and seventy three dollars just for one ticket. So, so Ray, what what do you think about the whole strike? No, I agree with the actors and writers. I mean, it's not fair. It's kind of the same thing that would happen in the. I'm not saying the same thing, but with comic books when they went digital, they were gonna do. They gave you the option you want to get a digital comic or you want to get a, a hardcore comic you know mm-hmm. it's kind of the same premise so basically with the dvds they got royalties off the sales of the dvds which now they're not as much dvds being sold because everything's going through streaming services so their royalties ain't as they're not getting the checks like they were before because yep. now you know you've got netflix you've got you know all these streaming services that's a good point yeah, they only pay one amount to to these people to you know to the Disney or you know or Netflix pays to NBC. Hey, we're gonna stream this. This is how much we're paying you, but they keep the money. They don't give any of that towards the actors. So I really feel they should give them percentage. I mean, you know what I mean. But greed, a greed is you know something that's it's just nature. It's human nature, greed. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think give them a piece. You know, what I mean, the big thing, the big 
the big thing with the actors wanting to either striking as well is because you think about it, a lot of upcoming actors start off as background actors and pretty much, you know, they get paid 150 bucks or for the day for working 16 hours to 18 hours, depending on, you know, what they're filming, they'll get paid that whatever foods they give them when they're filming or whatever, but what they're craft wanting service. to do is, yeah, craft <laughs> service. But now what they're wanting to do is basically say, okay, we're gonna pay you 200 bucks. We're going to scan you. We're going to have you, we're going to hear your voice. And then we're going to capture all that. And then that's it. We're paying you 200 bucks. That's it. No more. And we can use you however we want from now till you die. If we want to use you again later, which you think about a lot of these big actors started off in that. So it's kind of messed up. You know what I mean? But that's just my opinion as well. But even same thing with the writers, with the writers and artists, what they want to do is, okay, we're going to, Okay, the computer, we're gonna feed this to you, feed this to you, feed this to you. Can you give us something similar to Is that this? better? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's pretty much what it is. I mean, I feel that they should get paid what they need to get paid, what they're worth. And yeah, you know, yeah, I it, think you're you made a great point that AI is really gonna complicate things. Yeah. And I think that is really the sticking point, AI. It feels like to me the kind of subbed the sub argument and the, and kind of the thing that's under the covers and not so much under the covers really is AI. And do the studios think that they have the high ground, so to speak, they have the advantage over the actors. Cause if the actors just don't act, they could just turn to the technology and be like, okay, well chat GPT, create me a script. Okay. Uh, AI build me some actors and then just put some together, give it to the public and see what the public thinks, and maybe have that run its course. Right now, it's probably going to be really terrible. But, I mean, eventually, it's going to get to that point where it's going to be indistinguishable from seeing a live person with a beating heart on screen as opposed to someone that was maybe just artificially generated, or we get young Cary Grant alongside young uh, Robert De Niro in some type of gangster picture or something. You know, I mean, it's... It's going to get to that point, and right now, I think it is it is crucial. Whatever deal gets struck, I mean, it's going to have ramifications that maybe go on forever. And but don't don't these deals usually only last like five years or something like that? I mean, how long is this deal for? How long are they trying to? I think the last deal that was struck lasted for a few decades, but the game changed with streaming. That was the big thing. You couldn't release a film and then essentially reopen the film by going to home video on on VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, 4K video. That's really not happening anymore. So with the streaming stuff, I mean, you have Netflix, HBO Max, Max, Hulu, Netflix. I mean, they don't make the money off of syndication anymore. That's yeah. how actors were getting the residual checks and we're being able to cross that threshold of, I think, $26,000 a year to get health insurance. So that's another sticking point. You you need to make enough money to get health insurance. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, I mean, most of these background actors have second jobs. So there's that. And it's like, okay, well, you can get maybe health insurance from there. But then you, you get into that kind of moral dilemma. And I look at myself and my situation. I mean, I have a pretty good day job. But if I want to do fun stuff, I got to get a second job to fund that fun stuff, you know? 
Yeah, I think that's that's you're hitting on the nail on the head. I mean, I'm the same way. You know, you got to have that second job if you want to pay for your toys. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's kind of give and take. Your road job pays your your bills, your roof over your head, your groceries, and then you know your extra job pays for this extra stuff that we have in the background. Um, but I agree with you. I mean, James Cameron warned us in 1984. You know, AI, you give too much information, man. You're opening Pandora's box. You know, and eventually it will become self-aware. And if it becomes self-aware, what do we get? <laughs> Maybe another listener to our show. Yeah. <laughs> Support our Patreon. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a whole army. <laughs> so, yeah, Craig is referencing the one person that's watching us right now on YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter. It is 10 o'clock, 10 p.m. Sorry, I logged time. in from my computer. Let me log out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a second one. There you go. Woo! That's probably Craig 1 and Craig 2, my AI uh, <laughs> clones. Your counterparts. So, San Diego Comic-Con was this weekend, this Dude. past weekend. It's over now. And we got a lot of Star Wars stuff uh, from that convention. And... The next thing I want to talk about is all the Ahsoka stuff that dropped, all the concept art, the, the new lightsabers that we're getting. So, Craig, what do you think about all this concept art that we don't usually see until we watch episodes of Disney Plus shows and we see them in the credits? I didn't see too much of the concept art yet. I saw things here and there. I, I saw uh, like a bunch of the new Hasbro toys and the ghosts that they're making for the HasLab. Which yeah, which we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, yeah, pretty incredible. So I, but I didn't see a lot of the uh, concept art yet. So I have all the pieces. I think they revealed. So the first piece here is I think that one scene where Ahsoka takes her sabers, spins them around her in a in a circle. She falls through like a temple, and that. she appears. So that's essentially that shot. This shot is of i believe it's a soka ship and it is inside of a uh rebellion starship you can see the x-wings on the side there yeah it's an a-wing a couple of a-wings actually which i hope we get this in the actual show which i would <laughs> think we are because they released it at san diego comic-con and there's this ship here i believe this is a ship from rebels correct yeah Okay. I don't know. This ship I, actually appeared. I haven't in the seen Rebels well. in a while. So yeah, that appeared in the show and in the previous trailer they just released, and also uh, this temple. I believe this is the temple at the very end of the trailer that yeah, kind of gets so. set ablaze. And this next shot here is like an industrial um, kind of shipping yard almost kind of type thing but you see kind of the classic uh cart that you saw luke uh ride at the end of a new hope on yavin 4 yeah uh, with a guy with the uh, white uh eggshell helmet on um the next picture i think it's a little bit of a continuation of it um i'm not sure what planet this is and any ideas guys what this could be I don't think I know what planet it is, but I think that's the scene that we see where Ahsoka starts to fight. Ah, um, uh, yeah, those HK droids. Yeah. yeah. And then I think she eventually fights the new villain that's there, uh, Merrick. Yeah. 
and the inside of some type of galley. It looks almost like Sabine esque because you kind of see the colors of her helmet on the wall. I think that's the room Sabine's in. That's her quarters. At, yeah, yeah. When she's looking at the the communication, and, and then you see the Loth cat. I think that's going to be the baby Yoda of this show. Um, <laughs> I've heard things like it's it's a more complicated animatronic, way more complicated than than Grogu. Um, and we've seen a couple of live action pictures, and they actually had it at San Diego Comic Con under a glass case. Um, and was there a picture... lot, uh, one of those on the show? They didn't have one as a pet, right? No, they kept on know. showing it. Ezra kept on seeing the those little cats. Yeah, there. but there wasn't like any particular one that they adopted on the ship. Right? It's been no, it's yeah, not... they were just running around with all right. Yeah, yeah. And this last image, which uh, kind of harkens back to kind of Tython back in uh, Mando season two, and that uh, Jedi episode a little bit. So, I mean, I'm hoping this show is good. I'm yeah, I mean, excited for it. I love Ahsoka. I love her character. Uh, so I just hope they do it right. I would love to see. I, I think we'll see Anakin. Oh, I know we'll see Anakin. I think we I, all kind of know that because Hayden Christensen's in the show. We know that. But, you know, I, I mean, it only makes sense to see flashbacks with Obi-Wan, Anakin. I don't think we'll see Padme, but it would be nice if we did. I don't think we'll see Rex, but it would be nice if we did. Yeah. I think we're going to get a lot of cameos. We I, thought yeah. that from the Obi-Wan show, too, and we did Right, right, right. Um, I think think i think for whatever reason if it was uh budget cuts or actors unavailable or whatever they decided i think we were going to get a lot and i think feloni has kind of taken that in and listened and like okay well the fans want all these characters to show up and i think feloni's going to try and deliver on that because i think we are going to get a lot of people it would be awesome to see natalie portman back in there and she recently just said in an interview that she would be okay to come back to Star Wars. So but she said no one asked her. Okay, she also could be lying. I mean, <laughs> she could yeah. be. She's an actor, Craig. That's true. And yeah, so we got that concept art that we usually see at the end of the uh, um, the episodes on Disney Plus. But we also got the lightsabers, the new lightsabers. This is from Galactic Transmission on Instagram. So we have the Balin Skull lightsaber hilt and the Shin Hati lightsaber hilt. These are two, the, both of the orange bladed lightsabers that Filoni confirmed for us. So, of course, Balin Skull is played by Ray Stevenson, uh, the late Ray Stevenson, and Shin Hati is played by his his understudy, the, the blonde actress. Um, so those were on site at San Diego Comic-Con, and uh, people got to take a look at them in person. And, of course, the Ahsoka hilts and the ezra slash sabine modified lightsaber um beautiful yeah really great um i would love to add them to my collection and uh, i'm pretty sure you'll you'll see them at a galaxy's edge near you and of course we have the merrick rotating inquisitorious lightsaber hilt and we see it in action in the trailer and Hopefully we get to see a little bit more than what we got in Obi-Wan with the Grand Inquisitor with Rupert Friend. I think we are. Uh, but yeah, it, it's a cool concept. It was introduced um, 
in animation in Rebels Inquisitorious, and hopefully we get to see an awesome live action representation. So, okay, so this person you... on Facebook says I can fly. Yeah, I hope to see them helicopter down from something that yeah. in live action. That would be really really cool. I think. So since you bought this up, that character, his lightsaber. Who do you think that is? It's not Star Killer. Don't get excited. <laughs> <laughs> so the... I think it's the one that used it in the show in Rebels that he on that one temple where he went off to the side. We never saw him again. The eighth brother. He, yeah, I, I couldn't keep track of him, but yeah, <laughs> whoever one that was. Brothers. And it like shorted out. I think it's probably that one. Well, see, they all, the, even the character that um, Sarah Michelle Gellar played had the same type of saber as the well. Seventh sister, yeah. The seventh sister. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, they, and, you know, of course, in um, Star Wars Rebels, she wore kind of the same, it's not the same style type of mask, but it was the same thing that covered the mask, that covered the face. And of course, it would come off kind of thing. But I'm curious, man. I want to, I mean, but you I, yeah, I would love like that's who I hope would be the character, you know. But that's that, just uh, I don't think <laughs> if, if they use Star Killer, which I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did, I just don't think it'll be in this show. I mean, yeah, Star Killer should have been where should he be in the timeline? He should be episode four, right? Well, I mean, he was Vader's apprentice. Yeah. Well, so that but that was like yeah. episode two, four timeline, right? Uh, it was around this. Well, if you go by the video would, game, yeah, he'd be an older gentleman. <laughs> yeah, because if you go to the video game, it's like because at the video game he sees a young Leia, you know, putting together the rebels in the video game. So, I so mean, that's like episode four ish. Y- yeah. Close to that, re- relatively close, somewhere on the timeline. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, man. It's gonna be fun. I mean, it's gonna be that. You know, when are we gonna see him? Are we gonna see him on episode four? Are we gonna see him on the final episode? It'd be crazy if they bring him out in, you know, episode two. But I don't know. It's yeah. gonna be interesting. Yeah. So this Facebook user asked a question: How many brothers and sisters are there? Uh, Google Catholic. says. Nine of them. <laughs> so Google says once they had been corrupted to the dark side, the Inquisitors no longer went by the original names and instead were numbered, referred to only as brother or sister. While fans have seen at least 13 different Inquisitors across several Star Wars media, only nine have been named as a brother or sister. Hmm. There you go. That's the thing, too. I mean, how do we know that Starkiller didn't convert to an Inquisitor? I mean, I didn't play. I didn't play the uh, second video game. I think I played the first one, so yeah. I don't remember how the story went. Yeah, but yeah. the other big predominant theory is this Merrick guy could be Ezra. That's it. What? That's what some people are saying. Maybe that's out there, but come on, don't see his face. He's a dude. What if it's Ezra? We ne- never see him in the trailer except for like a hologram that's old. Some years have passed. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The guy with the beard. 
That's not that is that Merrick? No, that's not no, Merrick. that's Balin Skull. Okay, yeah. which one was Merrick? He's just like the Snake Eyes looking guy from like <laughs> he looks like Snake Eyes from GI Joe, the live action. Oh, the one that had the spinning lightsaber. Right, right. Oh, I don't think that's gonna be Ezra. Hey man, they could pull a Vader on us where he's like, you know, I'm your father type thing. That would be crazy. Yeah, you never know. Because Thrawn, you know, you think about it, Thrawn, they were together. You know, it's kind of like that episode where um they ended up becoming friends. I forgot the character's name. Uh they were stuck on a planet together. He saved him. Um I'm trying to remember his name. Uh blah, 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 blah. Where is it? Zeb. When Zeb was on the planet uh, with the other character. Dang it, I'm trying to remember his name right now. Oh, Callus or Ken- Yes, Callus oh, and yeah, Zeb. Callus. When they were on that planet together, yeah. you see how Zeb ended up converting. Well, he was kind of border in between, but how do we know that Thrawn didn't persuade Ezra to the dark side? You know what I mean? It's possible. He was always on the edge. He was always teetering. Yeah, he was he was right there. You know, especially Darth Maul was trying to persuade him to come over. You know, could Thrawn have convinced him to come over? You're giving more thought to that theory, aren't you guys? <laughs> uh, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. Yeah, right now everyone's like, no, there's no way that that's Ezra. No way. And then you talk it out. You think it through. It's like, well, there's, there's a slight chance, but... I, it would I almost be a so, little cliche in a way, you know, the guy that's not in the trailer that's missing is the actual villain. I don't think Filoni would go that route, but I mean, that's you why know. I think so. it doesn't feel feels off. I don't feel. I don't think so. What if it's Mara Jade? That's man. That that if they bring her in, that would be so freaking cool. She was an awesome character. Do, do you guys think we're going to see Luke this series? That was a hard question. That's a high probability, I think, because they've already invested on the AI um, and the technologies there for them to use. They got the actor. They got a brand new actor playing him in the book of Boba Fett. Um, someone says no on Facebook, but I think there's a high probability. And I think in the movie... There's even in a higher probability with the Filoni movie dropping. I think we're getting everyone in that show. But I just feel at this point in time that we are going to get a lot of characters that we love in the Ahsoka show. This is Filoni's baby. Star Wars almost kind of hinges on what happens in the show and the audience reception. So we're all kind of hoping for something that's a landmark show and that's going to... They great. I mean, season season two was of Mando was incredible with all the new you know characters. It was. It was. I mean, but they, they pulled that three off. And and Book of Boba Fett were both <clears throat> letdowns, in my opinion. Yeah, I think there were letdowns. Um, I mean, why did we, we could have had Forlom and Bosk and Zuckus and all these bounty hunters, and it's like no, a bunch of kids on the scooters. <laughs> <laughs> It was Back to the Future. It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. I mean, honestly, it, you take them out 
and make it Zuckus and Forlum and and IG88 or some cool looking bounty hunters. This show is ten times better. Just switching that alone. <laughs> that, that's true. I mean, they could have gone that route too. They look like a uh, like a a boy band. <laughs> and they're spinning around. They're like Power Rangers. <laughs> yep. What is this? Is that Legacy of Nerd commenting? I don't know. Um, it says Facebook terrible. user. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there was an explanation why you saw the multicolored bikes in there. It was like some nod to like the '60s in the United Kingdom or London or something. But um, yeah, I really didn't track too much with a lot of people. Nobody um, liked, who liked that. I think even I think less people liked that than liked Last Jet, and then they liked Last. Jet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear anybody say that they liked the bike gang. Well, All this right. is just this is just my opinion. This is how I took the bike gang. I think it was more to explain the the characters, how they were modified and how they were able to kind of explain, of course, you know, what we saw back in Return of the Jedi. No, I'm sorry. Empire Strikes Back, you know, because that's technically when we know. Well, depending on how you see it, before the new episodes came out, you know, Revenge of the Sith and all that, Empire Strikes Back is the first time that we saw you know, Luke get his robot arm. Sure. You know what I mean? So technically then later on we see it when Anakin got his same thing. So here it's kind of giving more of an explanation kind of in Book of Boba Fett how they were able to keep her alive. Um Ming's character, you know, yeah, Fennec Shand. Fennec Shand. Yeah, go modifying. one further. Yeah. yeah, they showed Fennec Shand and they had to explain the robo tummy. So. Yeah. But so, that looked that that was just horribly done. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think that's you what they're trying to explain that, I think. I, that's my opinion. It, well, it, it, that Maybe you're right. I just think the execution was horrible. I mean, they didn't see any blood. And then five minutes later, she's waking up in the sand after a major surgery. Like, what? Yeah. I think that's what <laughs> it was. Like, yeah. her through the sand in the middle of the desert. <laughs> like what is going on here <laughs> yeah all right moving on to the next topic so <laughs> I, I, I just get too upset <laughs> getting too stressed out bit too much so can't handle it. topic that i've talked about it feels like for years now so john boyega is back in the news <laughs> and he has now gone back on the fact that he does not want to have anything to do with Star Wars. It seems like he did a an interview with Tech Radar saying basically if the project is right, if it's fun, um, there's a quote here that I'm about to read. Um, it's via Bestman Bulletin. It says, uh, following the release of the article and rampant speculation on social media, John Boyega took to Twitter to say, if I am cast in any new projects, trust me, you will hear from me on any social media platforms. There's no news so far, so disregard any articles that says otherwise. None of them have the exclusive. I am open to sleeping now. Thanks. But there's another article out here with Tech Radar that he did where he basically says in so many words that if the project is fun, if I'm asked to come back. He's coming back to Star Wars, essentially, which is pretty much what I thought the whole time. 
he was kind of infamous in my eyes of saying, I don't want to be Disney Plus. And it's like, what are you saying? Disney Plus is like the thing right now. And that was the time of Mandalorian, Mandalorian season two. And he said he didn't want to be on Disney Plus. It's like, you want to be on Disney Plus. That's what everyone's watching right now. They're not making any new films. So that just kind of boggled my mind. But I think his whole like, the, the generalized stereotype of TV actors over film actors. He didn't want to be on TV. He wanted to be a film actor. It kind of rubbed me that way. And I was thinking, man, he's not looking towards the future because streaming is the future. Not so much the theaters because the theaters, I mean, they're having, they're still having issues to this day to get people packed in there. And then Lucasfilm was not even making movies for him. So that was a big issue. But I mean, he's a young guy. He's he's doing some big time movies. He just released a film on Netflix with Jamie Foxx. Yeah, I was just gonna say about that. Yeah, who uh, who cloned Tyrone? <laughs> um, so I, I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's it's what people are saying about it. But I mean, he's a working actor. But I think he's in that really really kind of sweet spot. I think where he was an actor in the sequel trilogy that people wouldn't mind seeing him come back to do a feature film or a Disney plus show because his character really wasn't explored that much. And we all know, spoiler alert, he's force sensitive. He has the force. He can be a prominent Jedi in this new Jedi order series, saga, singular film, whatever Lucasfilm decides to do with Daisy Ridley as a supporting character or a main character. Okay. So kind of get the band back together, so to speak. Let me say this. I could care less if I see him again, quite honestly. I didn't really care about his character, nor many of the other characters in the sequel trilogy. That being said, <laughs> if they are going to do a movie with Ray and he's not in it, that would just be even more ridiculous that he just disappears. Like, <laughs> okay. So, if I know they're going to do a movie with Ray. So he better be in it because that would irk me even more than him not being in it. Because he, even though I don't really care about his character, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. But I don't care about Poe. I didn't really care about Ray that much. I mean, I liked R2. He was good. <laughs> so I liked the character. The reason why I liked it was because if you're a Clerks fan or Kevin Smith fan, you know, when they talk about the construction workers who worked on the Death Star and who were there, blah, blah, blah. It was hilarious because it's kind of like they took Kevin Smith's little mock from his movie and they made him as the guy who fixed, you know, though he was a trooper. Sanitation. Sanitation worker. So to me, that was just hilarious because I'm a big Kevin Smith fan. And that's why I like this character. But at the same time, come on. You didn't like the stormtrooper with the bloody red hand on it? That 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 was I love okay. that mask. Yeah, that was just freaking cool. But like I said, I'm just I'm old school when it's stuff to like comes to stuff like that. But I'm a big Kevin Smith fan too. I, I guess I like the Force Awakens better than at a, you know the most out of the trilogy. But to me, it makes me so mad just thinking those idiots had the every opportunity in the world to put all of the cast back together which is what we waited 30 years for, and they didn't do it. And then it never <laughs> happened. Yeah, that was so, unfortunate. It was a massive fail in my book. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this about John Boyega. He's a really good actor. He hit the scene with Attack the Block. 
Oh yeah, and he showed his chops, and then he's continued to show his acting capability. I'm a fan of his. Um, I actually got a John Boyega Stormtrooper action figure today. It's not in my hands, but uh, <laughs> Ted from Countdown City Geek Cast uh, thought of me today when he was at a thrift shop, and he was like, "Hey, man, check this out." So here's a picture that he sent me. It's a John Boyega Stormtrooper. It's like one of those medium-sized ones. Yeah. And uh, I said, yeah, pick it up for me. It was only five bucks at the thrift store, so you got it for me. So there's Ted. <laughs> so, yeah, that's awesome. And, I, yeah, I am a fan. I like his character. I like his acting. He's a solid actor, probably more than solid. And I like the fact that we can continue on with this story, and we have that that base for his character already, and we know – He's already force sensitive, and apparently this this new Jedi Order film is going to happen 15 years in the future or something around that time frame, and we don't have to go through all of his training and stuff. He's just going to be a great. He could be a like a master Jedi at that point, you know, and we He's don't have to like Mace Windu. go through all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when and I talk about this a lot too. Uh, when I went to 2022 Anaheim Celebration, I went to uh, the Ringerverse panel. And there was a group of of guys talking about how they did Finn wrong. And they were African-Americans. There was like five of them. And I kind of jumped in the conversation because I really wanted to know how they felt. And they said they felt very, very kind of betrayed uh, by the storytelling because they thought they were going to get, like Ray said, like the next great black Jedi. And I kind of want to see that. We didn't really get a lot of that from Mace Windu. Uh, we just knew he was a second baddest guy after Yoda. So, I mean, I'm a fan of that. Um, maybe it's because I am a, a minority and I, I like to see minorities uh, do stuff. And it's something different. And, of course, like I said, we have that foundation of Finn being a character that's already established. And, I mean, you got him already. He's still young. You don't have to do any deep fakes on the guy. I mean, he's there. He's ready. He lives in London. He lives where they shoot Star Wars. So it's like if he's and then not Daisy's coming back, movie, that's just stupid. I'm sorry. It's it, yeah. it is stupid. If he doesn't show up as a character in the Ray movie or whatever they're doing with Ray, it's just it doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, that's yeah. he has to be a part of the Jedi Council, the new Jedi Council. I agree. You know I mean? Even though I don't care, I I think it makes <laughs> sense. Yeah. I just I don't really care about the sequel trilogy characters. Come on, you don't want Jar Jar back? Oh, well, he's prequel. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, we don't know what happened to him. At well, comic wise, didn't J.J. Abrams say like there's bones in one scene of the movie and that it was supposed to be Jar Jar Binks or something like that? Yeah, the thing with that is J.J. did not like the prequels and he got <laughs> so angry when someone put Anakin's pod racing flag in Maz Kanata's castle in that one scene where you see all the flags. He was like, how did that get in there? And it's like, yeah, there's a prequel fan in the CGI <laughs> art house. So, yeah. But uh, for, uh, in regards to Jar Jar's... Um, kind of conclusion of his story he appears in the uh in the books and the novels and the um i'm trying to remember um if you're in chat right now type it out but uh trying to remember the name of the guy he's been kind of exiled from lucasfilm but he ends up being it's a trilogy of books aftermath um uh, he ends up being a like a juggler on a 
on like a street corner or something performing for children. And uh, that's the last we hear of Jar Jar. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 kind of weird. And hopefully sad, that's but... what happens to Ryan Johnson after what he did to <laughs> Luke's character. He should be a juggler performing for. <laughs> but I mean, man, I would really love to see a Gungan character like be like a badass. Really, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be kind of. Why would that be so cool? I mean, I would want to see a Jedi one. You know what I mean? That would be insane. I mean, come on. I never pictured a Wookiee. Yeah, I mean, Chuck okay, Wendig. Thank you. Yeah, we saw, you know, the Wookiees and, you know, Star Wars, Clone Wars and stuff like that. But, you know, getting to see and and these new ones, I hope we see, you know, another Jedi Wookiee part of the new order. Because I well, want to see that an Acolyte. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, but I want to see it not just there, but I want to see it in the Ray movie as well. You know what I mean? Because that's possible because Jonas is playing the acolyte Wookiee and he's very friendly with the sequel cast. So, I mean, it would make sense. And he's there already. I mean, it's that's where they're shooting in United Kingdom. So it would make sense. Yes. Oh, and Ewok nice. Force Caesar. <laughs> nice. That would, that be, would awesome. be fun. Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> Come on. That would be that would uh, be hilarious. Craig Four is spinning in his grave right now. <laughs> yum, yum. Uh, that is hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, the next story I think we want to talk about here is all the information that we got with Outlaws, the new video game that's going to drop next year, I believe. And all the pictures and stuff, Ray. If you want to handle yeah, the pictures while I read, I saw some footage of this. It looks really good, but man, I wish it was in VR. I wish I could play one of these games in VR. So, uh, do you have the uh, the Apple VR? Are you going to get that, Craig? I have the PlayStation one, and I oh, also okay. have Oculus Quest Two. Nice, nice. Okay. Uh, but i would love to see a star wars virtual reality game like that where i could i mean that would that looks incredible so this outlaw is supposed to take place when david it is between the empire strikes back and return of the jedi oh nice so yeah i'm going to read this article off of starwarsnewsnet.com um it says star wars outlaws details games planets characters exploration and address popular kyle katarn theory the developer of the Star Wars Outlaws Massive Entertainment hosted a panel at San Diego Comic-Con 2023 where they discuss more about the game's characters, planets, and games exploration. Many of the game's developers also spoke to the media outlets to discuss some of the characters and inspirations and even address a popular fan theory regarding Kyle Katarn. For those who aren't in attendance at San Diego Comic-Con, StarWars.com published an interview with the game's creative director, Julian Garrity. Uh, discussing some of the game's many elements, a six-minute behind-the-scene featurette with Massive Entertainment was also made available online on YouTube. Alongside this, news outlets such as IGN and Screen Rant were able to provide some other details that were given inside the panel as well as interview some of the developers. One of the details given was about some of the crime syndicates that players will interact with. Senior creative executive Matt Martin, Craig's old friend, uh, says in the behind-the-scenes video, that there are some new syndicates never seen before. Matt Martin says we will see some really cool syndicates, Craig, uh, both from existing lore and newly created for the game. After saying this, the video displays new artwork of Kay standing face-to-face -face with Jabba in his palace. 
And while this isn't a direct quote from the developers, IGN did state that during the panel, it was mentioned that players will be spending some time in Jabba's palace, running missions for him, and even betraying him. We'll also be spending a lot of time in Jabba's palace, says the uh, director. It sounds like running missions for the Hut himself and navigating the criminal underworld he's at the center of. And yes, it's possible not to just work for Jabba, but also to betray him, which, of course, has its own set of consequences. One cool. of the new crime families. Let's go. Yeah. One of the new cu- crime families the players will be encountering is a group called the uh, Shiga Clan. Uh, they are based on the planet Kajimi from Craig's favorite uh, Star Wars film, Rise of Skywalker. The snowy planet shown in the Rise of Skywalker uh, and creative director Julian had this to say about them when speaking to StarWars.com. Uh, the Shiga Clan is a clan that we created in close collaboration with Lucasfilm Games. They're based on Kajimi which we saw in The Rise of Skywalker. It's a faction that we really designed around the idea of the very hierarchical society that's based on honor, tradition, and history. Their visuals are very much inspired by insects, uh, and they propose a gameplay challenge for the player in terms of NPCs that are really contrasted to everybody else. So that's not just in combat, but it's also in stealth. There's a lot of things that they manage to fill out for us to be able to have a very different experience for players compared to some of the other syndicates that you'll meet, like the Huts or the Pikes. Uh, Also... Uh, there is a new moon uh, that was crafted, and this is very interesting. It's called uh, Toshara, and it has some type of connection to Tatooine, which was also created for the game. Uh, Toshara is a new planet developed specifically for the game, and that is inspired by biomes in East Africa. Narrative director David uh, Kavari had this to say about the Toshara uh, planet with IGN. It's a new moon that we crafted together with Lucasfilm Games. It's inspired by Eastern Africa savanna. We took this approach uh, where you would have a thriving, bustling underworld capital city, but also wide open plains that you can just hop in your speeder and take off down. Massive Entertainment also elaborated on one of the planet's more unique locations called Mirogana. Mirogana is a city that has been built within a suspended rock and that's slowly been carved away by the co- uh, constant winds of the planet. A case speeder looks to be a vital... Uh, part in getting around Toshara when asked by IGN if players will be able to change the appearance of the speeder. Creative director Julian said that there will be some personalization in it. And while players will be spending much time traveling around Toshara, uh, Garrity also hinted at some secrets players may be able to uncover on the planet, including a rare enemy and possibly uh, the ability to discover alien foods. Um, uh, quote, there are a couple of surprises I don't want to spoil. There's a particular predator on Toshara that is mind-blowingly cool. So if you have a fear of frogs, this might not be the game for you. It's okay. It's very rare. The second thing is that the food is incredibly important to the world of Star Wars. And if you enjoy food and discovering alien co- concoctions, this is going to be an exciting experience for you. Switching over to Tatooine, Garrity, uh, when speaking to StarWars.com, highlighted the tourist-like experience that players will be able to have when exploring iconic locations, including Craig's favorite, Moss Eisley. It was a big challenge because there are so many things that exist on Tatooine that it's become a puzzle to put things together. But we went back to the source. We went to some of the DK visual guides, visual guides, and we started building. Okay, what are the most important parts and what's going to make the most fun for the player to explore? So Moss Eisley is a big part of it. But there's also a lot of the dunes, the canyons, and the things you really expect. You know, the greatest hits of Tatooine that we uh, try and put together here. Uh, we talked about the sort of singular nature of open worlds to allow the player to have agency on their experience. But there's another part 
that I love. And that's very Ubisoft in a way, which is virtual tourism. And the virtual tourism in a place like Tatooine is great because I've always wondered how far the moisture farms were from Moss Eisley. I've always wondered how the cantina was constructed. So all of these things we're trying to do justice to the source material by really recreating it as authentically as possible with the help of Lucasfilm Games. Finally, creative director Julian Garrity spoke with Screen Rant about a popular fan theory regarding... Even though the character bears visual similarities to the Jedi Knight series protagonist Kyle Katarn, uh, Garrity shuts out any correlation. It is not Kyle Katarn. It's a character you're going to be working with that has their own motivations. It's impossible for us to walk through or to talk more about it without revealing too much. Star Wars Outlaws is slated for release sometime in 2024 and will be, re be released on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, and S. So, guys, what are your thoughts? I saw some footage, and it looked really cool. So, I want to see more. I can't wait. It's interesting. I mean, when you have that world play like that, it's it's going to be fun. Especially when, if it's going to be like where you have the choice how you're going to, you know, you know, portray um, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba. Yeah, so it's going to be kind of like, okay, does it give you this choice or this choice? It's going to be a good uh, thing. It's almost like they took the idea that we wanted for Galaxy's Edge and put it in this game. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have the Jabba interaction. It's between Empire and Jedi. Um, I mean, the connections to the Cantina, Moss Eisley. We got Oga's Cantina. And, of course... I think it's Zach here. He mentioned uh, new food for Galaxy's Edge. Uh, when they spoke about the new concoctions and the food in Star Wars, I was like, yeah, that's going to be at Galaxy's Edge at some point. So, yeah, I mean, this game looks really cool. It's wide open. Um, it's the world you can traverse. You can go fly directly into space without having to go through a cutscene. I think that's really cool. It's kind of the next step. It's It seems like it's going to be um, the current generation's um, it's meant for the current generation consoles and of course PC. Um, so yeah, I think it's a game I'm definitely going to check out. I buy all the games anyways, but I've yet, I've actually yet to play the last uh, Jedi Fallen Order game, even though I own it. But uh, I, I let Colin and Josh take care of that and they, they did a great job <laughs> reviewing the game. But yeah, it's, it looks like a good, a good prospect when, is in regards to Star Wars games. I'm, I'm kind of like, is man, I wish some at least some of it was VR, like the flight scenes, the battle, you know, space battles. That would be awesome. Yeah, in regards to VR, I think you're the only person that I talk to that really loves the VR aspect of the games. The Vader Immortal series is really fun. Yeah, I think that I think it's I think I do have a quest too. Is that the one you don't need to connect it directly to the PC? You just wear it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have the quest too. You don't even know. <laughs> I knew it was a quest, but I mean, I know there's the one that co that connects directly to your PC and the one that doesn't. And I mean, it's I got so much stuff now. It's like, but um, yeah, uh, VR would be cool. I think <sighs> looking back at that new Apple launch for that headset, I wonder if anything is going to be done for that. And it seems like Apple and Disney have this special relationship because. 
Disney's going to release a lot of stuff on the Apple headset day one when it drops. So could we be getting a Lucasfilm tie-in special game for that VR headset? Possibly. I don't know anything. I haven't heard anything, but that would be cool. That headset, $2,500? It's a lot of money, man. It's it's more than I can just be like, yeah, I'm going to go buy one. How much is it? I don't remember. Was it like $2,500 or something like that? I think well, it was $35, I think. I know it's a lot. Uh, just go to apple.com and take a look at the store. And I don't even think it's on the website anymore. And you know what? I haven't heard a lot of news on it lately. Um, yeah, if anyone in chat can chime in. I don't remember the exact price. Oh, it's it's called Vision. Apple Vision. And I'm scrolling through here on the Apple website. It's got all its media. And that's I do not to, see a price happen? anywhere, which is a, always a bad sign. But it, it looks super cool. It's the first gen. I usually don't try and stay away from the first gen of any product that Apple releases. But... Um, yeah, because you know in two years it'll be like three times better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what the price is. If you want to Google that, go ahead. But yeah, that's that's the Outlaws news um, in that article. Most of it, I think. And Let's I'm hyped for it. I like the way it looked visually. It looked pretty cool. I can't wait to see yeah. it. Yeah, for sure. When does it come out? Sometime next year. We're not quite sure yet. Okay. So, so the next big story was all the uh, toy drops at San Diego Comic-Con 2023. And there's a big article on Star Wars Newsnet about it. And a lot of cool black series. And, of course, the HasLab, which I'll talk about at the very end. So, if you're looking at the video right now of us, that is a picture of the black series pre Vizsla toy that they're finally making. And on day one, they announced, and I'll probably just share my screen here and we can kind of look at all the pictures. But yeah, they dropped a lot of stuff. And it's it's probably stuff that I'm going to end up buying. So right there, you can see the three pictures. <laughs> you can remove the helmet from pre Vizsla. And that's essentially John Favreau's initial character in Star Wars. So... The screen's uh, right here if you're watching it. It says, as Star Wars fans and collectors can imagine scenes from Star Wars Galaxy with the premium six-inch Star Wars, the Black Series pre Vizsla figure inspired by the character's appearance in Star Wars The Clone Wars. pre Vizsla was governor of Concordia, a moon of Mandalore during the Clone Wars. Behind closed doors, he led Death Watch, a secret group of commandos seeking control of Mandalore. Fans and collectors can display this fully articulated figure Featuring premium detail on multiple points of articulation in their collection. And it's only $24.99, which ain't bad. If you can get your hands on it. Yeah. If, if you go. Yeah, yeah. You could you probably pre-order on Hasbro. I haven't even looked, but Hasbro.com. Yeah. So here's Ahsoka's ship that she's gonna be flying in the Ahsoka series. And this is kind of like a little like younger um. I don't know I how to like say the, it. I have I have this for my daughter. She plays it. Okay. Ball. Yeah. Yeah, and and you can see the figure inside. Uh, like, so the, the captain like big. 
Yeah, the captain states, imagine taking on the galaxy with a Star Wars mission fleet T6 Jedi shuttle showdown action figure set. The Star Wars toy includes a 2.5-inch scale Ahsoka Tano figure with fully posable arms, legs, and head, as well as design and detail inspired by the Ahsoka live-action series on Disney+. The Star Wars set comes with Ahsoka's T6 Jedi shuttle ship featuring series-inspired design, projectile launchers, an opening cockpit, and repositional wings. It's a cute toy. I thought it was a little bit much. It was like $50, right? On the suggested retail, I was like, that seems a little high. Yeah, give it some time. You'll probably see it drop. Yeah. At Target. Yeah, forty four ninety nine. There's not a big demand for those kind of toys, but yeah. I get them for my daughters. We have a lot of them. So has anyone heard of these Star Wars droidables? No, I hadn't heard of those. Yeah, it says meet Star Wars droidables, R2D2, your expressive, de-stressive sidekick, the four-inch portable, uh, packed with 20-plus lights and sound effects. Uh, $20. Almost looks like a Funko Pop, you know? Yeah, it kind of does. That's what I thought it was. Yeah. You got BB-8. Those would be probably Star cool Wars things to have on your desk at the office. And then there's a chopper, which is going to get super popular, I think, with the Ahsoka series. Even more oh, yeah. popular. And then, of course, the next HasLab announcement, the ghosts from Star Wars Rebels. And there's a lot of detail in this. The price tag is $4.99, but this just isn't a regular toy. It is a toy, but it's a massive toy. The width of it is 28 inches. The length is 34.5. And the height of this toy is a foot and a, a, foot and an inch tall. Wow. So it is the biggest HasLab ship that they've ever created. So the way that HasLab works, if you're not familiar, which you probably are, um, Hasbro has a program where they will present to the public a project, uh, in this case, the ghost. Um, if there's enough backers, um, people that will buy and commit money to purchasing this whatever item they have, they will go ahead and make it. But there is a stretch goal for this one. It's 8,000 backers. I, I believe right now they're about 7,400 at the time of this podcast. Yeah. So it's almost there. It's going to hit it because this is it's a very gonna... popular. Yeah. I and mean, they got yeah, still 48 th days left to do it, too. Yeah, this is one of the and most the show requested. Hasn't come out yet? Yeah, yeah. Once the show hits, and they do great stuff with the ghosts live action, it's gonna sell like gangbusters. But I'm pretty here. I'm pretty sure it's gonna hit all the stretch goals. So I'll just read the caption here, so you can kind of get your head wrapped around it a little bit. Uh, Star Wars fans, now's your chance to join the Ghost Crew with this one of a kind. Has that vehicle inspired by the highly anticipated Star Wars Ahsoka Street series streaming on Disney Plus? Become the newest member of the Ghost Crew and help fund this ship for departure. Destination your collection. The Ghost is not just any ship. It's been highly requested by you, the fans, not just for the intricate design, but for everything it represents. The beginnings of the Rebel Alliance, the power of resilience and found family, and maintaining hope against all odds. We're thrilled to bring you the Ghost as it appears in the upcoming Ahsoka series and the chance to celebrate characters you know and love. 
This is the largest ship we've built since Jabba Selparge, the one I regret not buying. Uh, the Ghost measures over 28 inches by 34 inches and sits at over 13 inches tall with the capacity for at least 15 figures and is decked out with all the essentials, including exclusive Star Wars Rebels carded General uh, Harrison Dula figure with three entertainment-inspired accessories, including a Meluron fruit, Calicori totem, and blaster. Figure's appearance is based on her appearance in Season 4 of Star Wars Rebels and features a card back inspired by Sabine Wren Spectre crew mural from the series finale, the Phantom 2, the ship's shuttle that can be snapped in and out of place for short-range adventures, features exclusive removable mini-busts of chopper that can be popped in and out behind the cockpit exterior, opening front ramp, removable landing gear, multiple removable panels for interior access and play, nose turret with removable canopy and seating for one, signature 360-degree dorsal laser cannon turret, Docking bay for the Phantom 2. Main cockpit with seating for four. Crew quarters with bunk beds. The captain's quarters with a single bed and gallery. And lounge <clears throat> with seating, game table, and dining table. What do you think about that, guys? I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say there are two things that I would wish they were doing with it. Number one, I don't know why they're just giving the chopper head. That seems... Yeah. Like stupid. Just put the whole thing in there. It's it's chopper. He should come with the ship. Number two, lights and sounds. Why doesn't it have lights and sounds like the Millennium the big big Millennium Falcon did? True. <laughs> yeah, probably because it would jack <laughs> up the price. Falcon right here. <laughs> nice. Nice. I think it needs some new batteries. <laughs> yeah i think price uh, they want to keep the price as low as possible but come um, on dude you, what are you talking have... about it's 500 dollars. <laughs> yeah i know it could be a whole lot more it's a huge toy the thing's massive yeah but how much was when this big falcon came out it was like 150 bucks yeah but that was a long time ago a long <laughs> time ago <laughs> The price is the price of plastic is way more now, Craig. For uh, I don't know. I just think that uh, for four ninety nine, it should have some lights and sounds. It should at least have a freaking chopper body. And then not only yeah. that, I mean, where's where's a gas was not fifty eight cents. I'm talking about the big Millennium Falcon, <laughs> not the one from nineteen seventy seven. Yeah, that's true. This came out at like what 2012 or something like that. Yeah, yeah. My I my former boss actually had one and he brought it to work and it was massive. And he's like, I got it at a flea market or a garage sale or something for like nothing. And I'm like, man, I wish I could have one of those finds. But yeah, I think it's a cool what? ship. I it's gonna get funded. What? There's multiple stretch goals. How am I supposed to fight? You've taken your first step into a larger world. <laughs> batteries nice. are still working boys yeah so, so here are I, I'm gonna get the ghost for sure I just yeah. would, if they had I, I just don't understand why they gotta you know they can't just give you the chopper you know what I mean like 
You're giving what are we just getting the head that fits in the little shuttle? I don't know. Yeah, like the old like um Yeah prequel ships where you pull out the astromech and it's just like the, the dome really and the shoulders. That to me is just my opinion. That's the difference between the Star Wars team and the G.I. Joe team. The G.I. Joe team would have given you the whole thing and extras. But the Hasbro team, I mean, the, the Star Wars team, I just feel like somebody, I won't name names, I suspect, <laughs> I suspect very greedy. And that's what I think that's about. Yeah. Okay. Because well, if so you even look the what they give you with the, with like the HasLab Hiss or the Air Striker or um, even what's the most recent one? Uh, the Dragonfly, right? You get oh, yeah. all the, you know, with the Hiss, it's like, the driver, Cobra Commander, and like two or three other characters, and that was for two fifty, I think. Yeah, I mean, and then even the Dragonfly, it's gonna come with like five, four or five characters. I think. See, four. but even, but even the Dragonfly that's, comes with the display stand as well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, and all these. Uh, things that make it look like it's shooting rockets and it looks like they're firing and stuff like that. And so that, and that's only two fifty. So it just seems when it comes to star Wars, it's like, Oh, we're going to, we're, we're giving you this premium line and then you're not really getting premium stuff. So, yeah. I mean, there was one thing, what was it that came, something came out recently that it, I was just thinking like, how are you charging an extra ten dollars for that? It was supposed to be premium, and it was like an extra one or two little things. I'm like, come on, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, that's just the difference for me when I see the GI Joe stuff and what they're putting out there, and and Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Well, you also forgot one other thing too. Where's Sabine? She's not part of well, the crew. She's right here. I'm about to uh, share that. But she's going to come in. Oh, look. Yeah, here's the one. Here's $10 extra for it comes with what? What extra does it come with? I can't see it, David. So it says um, uh, right there up at the top. Uh, it's real small, but I'll read it. Uh, in addition to the amazing base offering, we're also excited to share several incredible unlocked tiers tied to the ghosts. After all, it just wouldn't be the same without some of the crew members you've come to love. Uh, with each funding goal we hit, uh, you'll get another chance to recreate more and more iconic moments with the characters from Star Wars Rebels. Oh, okay, okay. Tier number one, threshold 11,000 backers, Ezra Bridger. Tier two, 14,000 backers, Kanan Jarrus. Tier three, Zeb Aurelios. And, yeah. I mean, that those are pretty cool. I mean, you get Ezra here with the white Lothcat. You get his, uh, his helmet... And his sabers, of course. And you also get Kanan. You could switch the head off to where uh, he's blinded with the short hair. Zeb, as mentioned. And that's the card back that Hera comes in. To me, it's the biggest fail on this thing is just not having Chopper in there. Unless, and, I, and, and they haven't really said, I don't think, one way or the other. I'm assuming Chopper's stuck inside the the little shuttle there, but really, I don't understand why they don't just give you chopper too. Yeah, I agree. They're getting you for five hundred bucks. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's and that's the thing too. Like, okay, so the card, the card has the mural in the background of the card. Why not also give the mural artwork as well to go with it? You know what I mean? That would, that been would cool. be nice to display. Yeah, to display behind the ship or something like that, where you can frame it or something and hang it up. I would think that would be cool to add in there. I agree with that. That would have been cool. Yeah. But that's something you would see the GI Joe team do, and not the Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> so, in other toy drops, you have and the that Black Series. Four didn't get back. No Ula, no Mula. <laughs> the Black Series Ahsoka Tano Force FX Elite Electronic Lightsaber. Pretty cool looking lightsaber. But are they going to make the two unique sabers that Ahsoka carries? That's a big question, I think. I don't think they are. Because she has two very distinct lightsabers she carries in the show. This seems like this is the longer one of the two. And there's a shorter one she carries. And it's $250. $250 just for one? Yeah. I think. Yeah, it just uh, says quickly here, uh, Star Wars Saga with premium Ahsoka. Yeah, it says lightsaber, singular. Yep, it's just one saber. Was this the same ones they sold at the Disney parks that were exclusive, that came in the case and everything, and there was only like so many made? No. I believe that, there's a difference. That's different. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, I have okay, okay. I have some of those, uh, yeah. the Disney ones, and I have some of the Black Series ones. Yeah. Gotcha. And we have some Sabine figures, um, the Vintage Collection. She's going to become a pretty big... Okay, so how this figure is like an extra $10, and it comes with, what, a loft cat? That's what I'm paying an extra $10 for? That's what I'm saying. What is What is the retail on this one? It is a total of almost $30. They're charging $30 for that? <laughs> yeah. It's a 3.75-inch scale. I, I'm it's, aware. It's a vintage. I fall behind me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you do have the 6-inch figures. I just wanted to make that <laughs> distinction for no, anyone I, listening I know, or watching. But, but okay, so the, the, they're $16.99 for the vintage collection. Okay, mm -hmm. so what is so special about this figure that it has to be charged double the price? I only see a little a little plastic cat that probably doesn't even move. I'm not quite sure. That's what I'm telling you guys is like it's because it's the vintage. It says vintage. I think that's what we're paying for the vintage. <laughs> the name yeah. vintage. The vintage collection, like all those figures behind me, are vintage collection. Yeah, but they're 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 trying to get an extra fourteen dollars just to get that little cat thing, duck duck cat, whatever the heck it is. <laughs> a loft cat. I know, so but a cat, but it's got duck feet. <laughs> Look at the feet. <laughs> like, I thought like it had like crow feet because the the toes aren't webbed. Aren't they? No, they're not. Really? And and the legs they are really had, thin. Had pictures of it at at San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. Can you pull it up? It looks webbed here because it's like a tiny toy, but 
They're not webbed. But not the ones I've seen. The, I mean, to charge thirty dollars for that. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. So here we have the Star Wars: The Black Series of Sokotano, which looks really good. And the retail here, yeah. Craig, is actually cheaper. It's twenty four ninety nine. If you could figure that. And this is more. We're not getting that loft cat. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Comes with two sabers. Well, at least they both. Yeah. They're, they're they're both extended, not only one saber. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the Harrison Doolin, also twenty four ninety nine. It's a black series figure, and I guess they did the screens uh, or the face scan. It doesn't quite look like. Mary Elizabeth Winstead doesn't have the likeness as much as some of these figures do, but that looks like her character from the Ahsoka trailer. Mm-hmm. And here's a vintage figure. This is $16.99. It's actually cheaper than Sabine, which there has to be something with that Sabine figure to make it almost 30 bucks. That's because what we're, it's a loft cat. Hey, that loft That's cat, like I said, yeah, is going to be right. super popular. I pulled it up. This, this, it looks like it's got webbed feet to me. <laughs> oh, it does. Yep. Interesting. Maybe, okay, so maybe the Tukas don't, but the Lothcats do. I mean, they look webbed to me. Here's the back ones. Okay, my bad. Okay. You proved me wrong, I guess. I don't know. They kind of. <laughs> They look webby to me. <laughs> and here you have, uh, specifically for Craig here, the retro collection, which is super awesome. And me as well. I love the retro figures. Um, you got the Gaborian Guard, and they all come in one multi-pack, which is cool. For seventy two ninety nine, Craig. Uh, I know. it's. They keep raising the prices on everything. It's getting wild. Yeah, it's got it's got the fortieth Return of the Jedi logo on the packaging. The Gamorrean Guard, Admiral Akbar, Yak Face, Mon Mothma, Wicket, W Warwick. Yeah. Emperor's Royal Guard. Now see, here's the thing that's a little frustrating about that. Like, you can't get multiple Royal Guards. Like some people you know, who you know it's cool to get like two Royal Guards, but nobody's gonna buy another pack just yeah. So Craig, what and and Ray, what are your thoughts and feelings about the Christmas Christmasified figures? <sighs> Funko does the Funko Funko does the same thing with the Star Wars and and the Christmas figures. I mean, if you're big big into Christmas, okay, and you're let's say you decorate your tree, you know, Star That's kind of cool theme. the sweater, ugly sweater on the Mando. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, if you're a Star Wars fan and love Christmas, I think it goes with your decor, but just to have it to your collection, I mean, I don't know. Some collectors will buy everything. Uh, to me, I'm not really big on the the Christmas stuff. Look at this. He's wearing like a nutcracker. <laughs> I mean, if, if people like it, cool. Apparently. Not, I mean, they'll... They have like what six or so every year. Is this a Grinch Kowakian monkey lizard? 
Dang, stole his blast. Easy. It's an easy way for Hasbro to repackage old molds and make money off it. And that's, that's true. No, that's what they want to do. So that's a good point. And wow, look at this snow trooper with a carrot nose and button lips. Oh, <laughs> uh, wild. That one's just weird. <laughs> yeah, it's almost scary. See, I want to see that, the first. Does the helmet come off, or does the snow come off the helmet, or something on the other one? I don't think so, because I think they would have showed that picture. And yeah, you got well, a K two droid. Well, that's just weird then, because the he- the head looked weird, like a snowman head, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. snowman head. But they haven't done that with any other characters. All the other characters have regular. Yeah. Well, I mean, you have the opportunity there because the snowtrooper has nothing below the eyes. It doesn't have a nose or a mouth. It's yeah. just a. I wonder who the first person that's going to cosplay is that. <laughs> it's all you, Ray. <laughs> and then, of course, we have the Previsla 3.75 inch at $16.99. This is the original Favreau character. With the dark saber, with the jetpack, and you can remove the helmet. Yeah, that was some of my favorite episodes from Clone Wars. Oh yeah, yeah. That fight with him and Darth Maul was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was pretty and bad. then you have a Revan figure at sixteen ninety nine vintage collection with the two, the red and the purple blade. So I have to ask, do y'all think we're going to see Revan anytime soon? Uh, Revan, I think he's on the horizon. Um, We saw that big uh, roadmap at London Celebration. And um, they are acknowledging the Old Republic era. So hopefully we do get something. And that old rumor that Keanu Reeves was going to play him. I like that rumor. That'd be cool to see him play. But I mean, he might age out of the role here pretty soon. Or Bandit might have already aged out of it. But yeah, we got Grand Admiral Thrawn, of course, in the vintage collection as well. And we have some Imperial officers. And we got this bad boy right here. It's Chewbacca in his Life Day garb for $16.99, Craig. What do you think about that price? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with the price on that. I'm a regular for that. I just feel like yeah. I can't believe they're making that. <laughs> yeah, that's... I don't know. It's almost like a. But see, Disney has really embraced the whole Life Day. Haven't embraced the actual holiday special, but they have embraced Life Day because you go to Disney parks and we saw it when we were there together. He saw the Life Day robes and the little orbs. So. Yeah. So the I think the pretty much the last topic here is I I just want to retouch up on uh, the fact that we're going to get that HasLab ghost and there is a website which where you can actually see which is um, the actual Hasbro Pulse website and it tells you how many backers currently there are and I'm looking at it right now it says 7,222 backers so we're less than 800 away from having it fully funded. And there's 44 days left. Oh, there's no doubt it's getting backed. Yeah. I am I think it's cool. I'm excited about it. I mean, 
you know, I think they pushed it as far as they could for that price, four ninety nine, yeah. because I think anything over that, people would have been like, it's too much. Yeah, I think they, I think they said, let's start at four ninety nine and see, and work our way backwards. Yeah, just the extreme detail for the three point seven five inch line. For anybody that's interested, take a look at the GI Joe has labs. One just. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the uh, Firefly about a week ago, and uh, the stuff that it's included is you know you're talking about like four six inch figures and a lot of all lots of cool accessories that come with the toy as well the vehicle, and so and they did that with this other product the Hiss Tank which. So for me, the GI Joe line is really giving you a lot of extras. And no, there's the tanks of lights awesome. and there's lights and sounds with the his tank. I can't remember if there is with the dragonfly. I think there is in the cockpit. So you're getting a lot more with the GI Joe line. Yeah. Yeah, I was really big into GI Joe when I was a kid, but I kind of fell off of it. Um but yeah, I remember the aircraft carrier was like the big toy. <laughs> the flag. Uh, yeah. Um, and I had Dude, one, I think I had one of the F-15s. <laughs> yeah, man, and I missed out on the X-Men Sentinel and Galactus. Those look really cool when those shipped. So how many weeks is it till Ahsoka? Three weeks? A month. A month, A month today. A month, wow. Yep. Comes out on the 23rd of August. You're still doing the stupid 3 o'clock in the morning thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a uh, stupid guy named Craig Four. Why? Why are they doing this? <laughs> Why are they doing it to us? Why are they going to make it stay Who up? Who else does that? Is anyone hours? doing that? Can't they just release it at like 8 o'clock at night so people can watch it? With oh, their... That'd be wonderful, Craig. This This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. But yeah, like Craig said, we we're going to be that or, podcast. Yeah, 3 a.m. is brutal. <laughs> <laughs> and the first night, Craig, is, is a two episode premiere. <laughs> so to get your vacation time put in now, Craig. Oh, man. You too, Ray, if you want to join us, because we're going to do a pre show and a post show and talk about all the Ahsoka goodness when it drops a month from today. I just want to see one great scene with Luke and Ahsoka. Just one amazing scene that we're all crying as we're listening to Ahsoka talk to her to Luke about. So the scene we might actually get is a conversation between Luke, Ahsoka, and Anakin's Force Ghost. That would be incredible. That, that would be crazy to write that scene and what dialogue they're saying. If you give me that, that's all I need. Everything else is just <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, I need Jar Jar. moment or, well, I, I don't want to say anything because of the rumors, but, or the rumor that I heard that you, I'm sure, you know, David, you probably know too, Ray. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the 
must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yeah. Oh, that rumor, okay. Yeah. Okay. But I think this one would be cool, what this person said. With Jar Jar. <laughs> that would be funny. Yeah, so um, that is pretty much it for the podcast. Oh, uh, one other thing before we go. I went to Dollar Tree with my wife, and uh, we were looking around at stuff, and they had some Star Wars stuff, and I came across these two figures right here for five bucks at Dollar Tree and uh I decided to uh, pull the trigger and buy them so I have them right here nice I've, yeah you, they're, they're you play with them in the bathroom <laughs> well I just got them Craig I haven't done anything but you yeah you, you twist the head yeah it, they're pretty decent for five bucks from Dollar Tree uh -huh. so yeah for the kids so for the yeah <laughs> all this stuff's for the kids <laughs> so and also the other thing too this weekend at, at the theater i know it's it's very very like tangentially connected to star wars but of course our one of our favorite uh, composers ludwig Göransson, um has a film out called oppenheimer and uh of course that was there there was a big phenomenon this weekend of people going to see barbie and oppenheimer calling it barbenheimer and watching both films simultaneously and from all of that, all these memes were created, and it was the biggest box office weekend since Endgame wow. this weekend. So, uh, yeah, this, this Barbie crush Oppenheimer, though, probably, I... but I mean, Barbie's I think is Barbie PG 13 and Oppenheimer's R, so I think that had something to do with it. Mm. And then runtime was like three hours opposed to like two hours or something. But this is one of the memes that was created, so I wanted to share that. Chappenheimer. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. <laughs> How that's related to whatever. Well, there, there's a Star Wars connection in there somewhere. And last podcast, Colin and Josh talked about if Christopher Nolan did a Star Wars film. So if you want to hear about that, listen to the previous podcast. But yeah, that's all we have for today's podcast. And I'd like to thank my uh, special guest co-host here retro ray craig four is there anywhere you want to tell the people that they can find you on social media or anywhere else no you can find me in target looking at star wars <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just kidding. i order everything online now <laughs> you can find craig four scrolling and surfing the internet on sideshow collectibles putting three in his cart <laughs> one he for has, David, one for Ray. He has that table set up outside with a bag of chips and Gatorade for the Amazon Prime delivery driver. <laughs> that guy hates. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I hate this guy. Every day bringing boxes to his house. What the hell are in these boxes anyway? This man hasn't left the house in ten years. <laughs> Little, little does he know he's delivering toys. Oh, <laughs> uh, 
That's too funny. Sad, right, we're not we're not far from the truth on this, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> believe believe it or not, this is really a, an accurate portrayal of <laughs> of my my daily life. All right, Ray, is there a place people can find you? Um, if you want, go to the Eisenhower Flea Market here in San Antonio, Texas. Go to Rural Retro. You can find me there on the weekends when I'm if I'm not you know out at conventions. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff. We always pick up old collections. Stuff like that from Star Wars, Star Trek, um, vinyl records, DVDs, and stuff like that. That I, you can find me there. Uh, if not on Countdown to the Geek Cast, doing interviews with comic book writers, artists, actors, a little bit of everything. And just to remind everyone else again that uh, you can find Ray and I physically at the Corpus Christi Comic Con on Sunday, hopefully talking to Cad Bane. Black Chrysanthemum and the armor herself. So, are you going to be interviewing them? Possibly. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the like button, subscribe if you haven't subscribed. You can find us at Instagram, at Star Wars Stuff Podcast, Twitter at Stuff Pod. Support us on Patreon, Star Wars Stuff Podcast two one eight seven. Find us on TikTok. You can email us at StarWarsStuffPodcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page and a group. Uh, give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify um, and write a review. Um, I think Craig Four wrote a very interesting review if you want to check that out. Um, you can go to StarWarsStuffPodcast.com. We have a website now. We have a few articles up that you can read uh, from our various different hosts across all of our podcasts here. We're also on Twitch at Star Wars Stuff Gaming. And that is it. Thank you so much to everyone. And for Retro Ray, Craig Four, my name is David. And may the Force be with you. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs>